Good day, everybody. Happy market close. Hope everyone made some money. I don't think anybody's making money right now. <laughs> this is your same. Unless you're invested in Sears, then you're making lots of money. Just waiting for a couple people to get in here. I know people are, are just chomping at the bit to talk about DRS and, and stuff. Um, we're, we're, we got a, we got a tight ship today. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, some of the updates with, uh, respective projects, the broker guides, the YDRS database and, uh, touch on give a share. Uh, then we're also going to do, uh, 30 minutes with, with KMO. He, he donated some of his time to come and chat with us. We're going to be talking about DRS efforts, uh, with clients, uh, clients of his, uh, if anybody wants to ask some questions there, I know that we've, we've opened it up, uh, for in the discord and on the Lemmy, uh, and, and some people have, have, uh, submitted some questions there. If you, if you want to chime in, you can. And then we're going to talk about the, uh, the new SEC bulletin and FINRA guidance, uh, when it comes to plan versus book. Um, you know, if, if you're a part of the crowd that doesn't think the SEC is a reputable source, then, um, see you later. Um, so yeah, uh, here we are. Um, it looks like everybody that will be answering a lot of the questions is here. Uh, we got Lawson Chives, uh, Six Days, a.k.a. Heat Lamp, Junkie, and uh, Kevin and Bibic. And, uh, yeah, looks like a lot of the, a lot of the DRS crew is here. Uh, Lawson, where do you think we should start, buddy? Well, you know, just I want to start off by thanking Kevin Malone for joining us today. Um, I've been chatting with him off and on for a couple of months now and um, always really like his tweets, his vibe. Uh, I really liked the fact that when I went down and looked at the stockholder list that, you know, he was on there. You know, that wasn't the case for a lot of folks that we thought were going to be on that list. So, you know, it it was great to see him there. And then just, um, you know, his talks about drs and his support for gamestop it's it's nice to see that it's we know he um in my opinion a very solid uh person and kevin thanks for joining us and really i just want to turn it over to chives and and bibic to talk about their their drs updates and then we'll get to kevin beauty well thanks so much uh to you, Lawson, uh, to you, Chad, and, of course, to Kevin for stopping on. We'll just take a few minutes at the lead-in here. Um, I, I wanted to give everyone a heads-up, just in case folks weren't already aware. You know, DRS is a, a worldwide thing, market-wide thing, and it's not just GameStop. We do have YDRS.org, which tries to bring the same advocacy resources to investors in all other uh, U.S.-traded securities and so one aspect of that is a volunteer-generated database. And uh, we do have, you know, a, a lot of stocks already supported, a lot of the top 1,000 in terms of market cap and volume already supported, but there's so many other smaller stocks out there. 
And if you have an interest in any of those, if you want to uh, help other investors of those stocks, just stop on by the website and you'll find resources about how to submit information like uh, IR emails and other primary source information to help uh, people uh, direct register their shares of that company. Uh, also just wanted to mention here, uh, before I let Bibi hop on the broker guides, that on YDRS, we've just launched a new spotlight page for Give a Share, which is a, a private U.S. company. But essentially what they do is they allow for, uh, for any individual to buy uh, any share that's U.S. traded, and it'll show up um, right there for you in pure DRS book form. And this is a way for if you're a you know, uh, international investor, and you have a hard time opening your first computer share account for your first GameStop share, for example, you can go through Give a Share. Uh, they've got a, you know, a pretty affordable option and you can open your computer share account. And then once you've got your, your account opened up with that one share, transferring the rest is a lot easier. And we've just uh, launched a big spotlight page for them. So check that out too, if it's interesting for you. Mm-hmm. So, so if, if, if I wanted to, if I had the address of say somebody like famous, like, like Jim Carrey or whatever, um, I could send him, I could send him a, a GME share through that. Oh, you absolutely could. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you were so inclined, uh, to pay their fee and also the market price of whatever share, uh, then you can send anyone in the world, uh, any share. And they'll show up on the share registry for that company. They'll be on the stockholder list. They'll get proxy materials, the whole nine. That's what beauty. information. What information do you need from the receiving end who you're giving them to to be able to do this? You actually only need the name and the address for the transfer agent to send the initial account set of information to. No additional personal information is required. So for someone like Jim Carrey, if you could find his address online, you could make sure that he gets this sort of information in the mail. Yeah. Uh, or, right. or if like on on a smaller scale, if you were just buying someone in your family a share, all you need is their name and address. Like the the main premise of give a share is like you're gifting shares to people. Um, I'm one of the Europeans that gifted a share to myself uh, because I was so impatient with all of my brokers refusing to direct register my shares. So I bought through give a share. I've got a beautiful replica certificate because I bought just a few months after GameStop stopped uh, issuing certificates. But my replica is just as good. It's got an engraving on it of my favorite uh, Roaring Kitty quote from the congressional hearing. Let me just, I'm just grabbing my frame now. It, it's the, I support the right of individuals to send a message based on how they invest. I look at that engraving all the time. I'm still terrified of like misquoting it, but it's such a good quote. Um, but also just to shout out to give a share, they recognize the need of apes because not every ape wanted to get a replica and a frame and all of that. They've just uh, included a purely electronic option. So it reduces the cost some more uh, and you just get your electronic DRS done your one shares in computer share and you get sent the letters from computer share and you're set up. No need to pay for all the certificate stuff. Um, so yeah, they, they've been fantastic about kind of meeting uh, our unique needs as investors, you might say. Um, 
But yeah, to get move on to um, broker guides, we've had a few updates lately. Um, I mean, I've recently added a couple more brokers. Uh, one is uh, Wealthfront. They're an American broker. They fortunately, well, they can't DRS, but they can transfer to another broker for free. And they've got all of that up there on their website. So it's just a simple hop over to Fidelity or Vanguard or TDA or the even Cash App in America can DRS for free. So, you know, you've, you've got plenty of options there. Uh, another one is Santander, which is a European bank. They're, you know, available across like a lot of Europe. But um, specifically, this uh, process was brought to us by someone from Poland. So the, the guide was built based on the Polish Santander branch. Unfortunately, again, they don't DRS, but you can transfer to someone like uh, a broker like iBroker, Interactive Brokers, uh, and DRS there from for five dollars. Um, another update, uh, a disappointing update, is Revolut have uh, temporarily suspended all transfers. So not just DRS, but any transfer of any kind. They've just turned that off because they're moving from. Drive Wealth to some new company they're using for asset management. Um, I think they're Lithuanian or something. I haven't really done much digging into them. I'm just praying that they bring back uh, transfers afterwards. They, they've made some very light promises to some of their customers that they will. So we're, we're just waiting to see. Um, hopefully by the end of August or maybe early September, that'll, that'll be updated. Um, but yeah, that's all for, for the broker guide news for now. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I I just want to touch on the database again quickly uh, that Charles was talking about earlier. It's such a low buy-in for like helping us out. All we need is like a bit of data entry. Like you just have to Google up the company. You can look them up on the Edgar filings and get their CIK number. And that just will provide us a permanent um resource then uh, for all their future like filings basically whether it's 10 q's 10 k's 8 q's whatever you want to call them um like it will allow us to keep a hold on to all that information as they keep updating and hopefully start including more direct registration information on their filings um and yeah anyone can do it the database is all there for anyone to look at uh, you can see what's missing and then just look it up, submit it through the forms that, that uh, some of the team have made. And uh, it's it's going to be such a insanely helpful uh, tool for, for the wider investing community. It's, it's going to bring a lot more people to direct registration. Because um, at the moment, understandably, our guides, they're all GameStop specific. Because that's where we all learned how to direct register. Like no other stock has this. So uh, yeah, we're we're trying to take that and and gift it to the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. That, yeah, that's monumental for for this movement. Not not just with the GameStop, but with with all the stocks. You know, like absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. Um. Yeah, to keep things moving. We, we're, we're trying to keep mm-hmm. the uh, the questions um, maybe till till after or whatever. But Webb, you you seem pretty pretty keen to get in here and ask a question. What's what's up before we get into the meat of things here? Yeah. Hey, Bibic Chive Six Days. I'm a Cranjus McBasketball in the DRS GME Discord. What's up? 
I was wondering if there's a similar ACAT system for brokers like DeGiro, because I know a lot of apes have been trying to DRS from there, but it's so goddamn expensive too for each transfer. So do is there like a mechanism to switch between brokers or do you have to just close out your position and then rebuy? So it sounds like it's going to depend on which broker you're with, really, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, or which broker that the individuals are with. Some will allow for trans for transfers to another DRS capable broker, and uh, and others will not. I would definitely recommend uh, you or anyone else who has a similar question to stop by DRSGME.org, uh, check out the register from a broker. Uh, there's a drop down with uh, approaching 200 uh, brokers listed. If yours is in there, then you'll see right away if we recommend, um, you know, going to another broker or if you'll be able to transfer awesome. yeah. to the transfer agent domestically. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, yeah. I was just wondering about like Euro specific Euro brokers. They have yeah. in there too. It's it's really difficult. Um, I don't know why, but they're they're so across the board not willing to help or or provide a DRS service. Um, I think we got lucky with with places like Revolut because they were using Drive Wealth, which is an American broker used across the world. Um, but even a couple of other Drive Wealth brokers just refused to DRS. So it, it's bizarre. Um, the rules are kind of all over the place. But uh, for for a broker like Dejiro. They're a good example because they can't DRS, uh, but they can transfer to another broker, but it costs 55 euros, I think, or something like that. Or if you're in the Netherlands, I think they charge you 100 euros. I, I don't know why. Uh, again, so just, just... To, just to cut it on that, uh, all that information, the fee structure as well, is on mm. uh, DRS Jimmy and will be part of the database. So I just want to yeah. answer that succinctly there, and maybe let's move on so we can hear a bit more from Kevin. Uh, or yeah, at all, yeah. I guess, from Kevin, since we haven't. Hey, thank you, guys. Yeah. And Chives, I think you I have just a, finished by saying like, I think you have a lead um, in, Chives, I, for uh, Kevin. You were going to bring up some stuff and let Kevin take uh, over. Oh, sure. Yeah. Here, let me let me go ahead and, and um, so as you guys all know, the our DRS team efforts are focused on direct registration, and helping everyone direct register, and that's across all securities, um, and across all different methods of investment. So some investment options like IRAs, you know, disbursement comes with a tax liability, which is not really financially interesting for a lot of people, which makes it hard for them to effectively DRS uh, their asset. Now, of course, some alternative options have been discussed, things like switching an IRA to a custodian that's willing to DRS like Apex or Mainstar, but in both those cases, we've seen how that can backfire. There's also talk of opening your own LLC, so that you can then self-control, become your own custodian in a way, and you know that you're not going to change policies on yourself, so you'll be safely DRS'd in that way. Uh, now, Kevin is here you know, to come in and uh, perhaps talk about how he's able to help his clients um, and maybe even talk about potential other options to help more people DRS without needing to uh, go through some of these difficult processes or expose themselves to uh, the changing whims of custodians. And thanks again, Kevin, so much for being here. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Glad to be here, guys. Um, I'll start with just asking what's already been discussed on the website as far as IRAs and DRSing. Have you guys already put up the info on the Roth IRA five-year plan? 
No, I don't think so. No, I'd say that we had had some pretty good guides about uh, these different custodial options that we've since taken down since their policies have changed. And we have in, in the works uh, intention to have the um, like things like IRA financial or other self-directed LLC routes, but those are still in development right now and not live on the site. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah. uh, one way of having no tax liability on DRSing IRA shares, I would never recommend this because, you know, Roth IRAs having all that money tax-free in the future is like the biggest blessing ever. Um, but if you have a Roth IRA account opened for five years or more, you can take out any amount you contributed to that IRA without any tax liability. And probably 99% of Americans don't know that because they don't want you to take it out of it. I don't want you to take it out of it, but we're talking about possibilities and loopholes here. So I wanted to let everyone know that there's a huge loophole. You can take out money from an a Roth IRA and DRSO shares in your name with no tax liability or penalty. That's great to know uh, for long plays and long investors. But I think, uh, you know, and, and please continue on about any other options that might be a bit more uh, expedient. <laughs> um, well, that could happen very fast. You can get a withdrawal from your Roth IRA in probably two hours, and then you just have to prove to the IRS if they come knocking that you've had it for five years and you fall in line to all these things, but it can be done extremely quick. Um, you can also convert traditional IRAs to Roth IRAs. You can take all old 401ks that you're not at that company with, transfer them into a traditional IRA, roll into a Roth IRA, depending on your tax liabilities. I'm not a tax professional. This is not tax advice, but these are things I found interesting. <laughs> Kevin, have you um, considered filling a gap uh, or a need that some of us are looking for? You know, Mainstar was a good route, at least for a while, where we were able to use Mainstar as a custodian to DRS our IRAs. Seems like uh, investment professionals may be able to, you know, do that, and be nice to find a trustworthy company that could keep them in there. I, I'm not sure if you know the story, but Apex. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I yeah. know. Yeah. All of it. it. The the timing was super rare too because uh, I'm switching custodians right now for my company. And the new company I'm going with, SCI Investments, has no share lending, no street name investments for clients. Everything is going to be registered in their own names. As far as any investments go, they're not, uh, they have no banking charter. They're not at risk to all these banks blowing up. If they go under as a broker, then everyone's shares are in their own name instead of worrying about SIPC insurance. The whole presentation they gave me blew my mind. I interviewed like 15 custodians. And so 
my assumption, if they're all in clients' individual names, I'm going to have to team up with a couple of you guys to check the ledger down the road in a couple of months, is that they would be directly registered just the same exact way as a trust company that Mainstar was doing it. I don't want to get too excited until, and I don't want to tell anyone anything until I see a computer share statement or something from one of my clients to where I know this all just happened. And then I'll probably break the internet, being able to tell all of you guys that I can do it now when Mainstar shut down. But as of right now, it's just hype. And I need to make like extremely sure of that because if I can confirm everything, then I'll be a source for everyone that was at Mainstar to do it. I can't imagine how much work I'll have for the rest of the year. Nice. Yeah, the, the timing, uh, just unbelievable. You know, we find 667 individuals on the stockholder list. You know, some people call it the ledger. And then, you know, we start saying, hey, these the default on these is DRIP, which means they're enrolled in the direct stock plan, which comes with other issues. And as soon as people started terminate or turning off drip then all of a sudden mainstar puts out this statement we're no longer able to keep a shares at dtc or uh at the computer share just unbelievable and i was one of the ones who got yeah. wrecked by ally and apex uh you know like 100 years ago mm-hmm. so it's been a rough road <laughs> for iras oh no kidding We'd be very interested um, to hear your. If you get that, yeah, that would be it, exciting. If, yeah, if this if this comes true, and I get the confirmation from SEI for my clients, then it's going to be massive. Yeah. So, Kevin, is that um, this company? And, and I'm sorry, what's the name of that again? SEI. SEI. Okay. Now, is that something that's only available to you as like a, you know, an, an advice in like an advisement capacity or management capacity, or can individuals seek uh, to open an, up an account with SEI? Do you happen to know? Um, from my understanding, it has to be through an advisor or a wealth manager like myself. I was just scrolling down the SEI's different sites right now, trying to find the quote about not lending shares and stuff to be able to read it to you guys. And I found something for private wealth and creating an account that way. And I had not known about that, but I'm pretty sure it's going to have a massive minimum to be able to go into those. So as far as I know so far, it'll be under a management for most of retail or under an advisor. Yeah, I'm on their website right now, uh, and they serve banks, broker dealers, and registered investment advisors. Which I'm guessing that's you, Kevin. <laughs> yes. All right. Um. But yeah, it sounds amazing. Like if if they're able to provide this and actually direct register the shares, I don't know if they're going to do it FBO, like for benefit of, like Mainstar were doing, or if it's going to be much more direct. Um, that would be my guess. Hmm a way that they would I've been trying to figure out a way to have my clients DRS and me to be able to legally manage their money for two years now it's not easy um, yeah. it, it's called like it, it's called selling away 
and an illegal practice of me telling my clients to go somewhere else and I can't pull fees from a computer share account for management fees and stuff like this. So I've been working on this forever and SCI is by far the closest I've heard when they said that they will register investments in each client's name held at a separate trust company. So SEI investments, and then all the assets are held at SEI trust company. Um, Uh. Let me see. Let me read you guys a paragraph. Um, As a trust company, SEI private trust cannot commingle funds or use client funds in its own account for any use lending or otherwise. Because all client assets are held in an account under the client's name, SEI Private Trust Company does not participate in margin lending, margin, period, margin lending in which clients' assets are used as collateral for the brokers or banks' lending activities has also been seen as a primary cause of at least one high-profile failure in the broker world. SEI Private private trust company cannot pledge lend or margin client assets that are held in its custody and i was just like uh perfect i have found you (laughs) that sounds sounds great yeah sick right i know on the presentation i don't think the the guy that i was interviewing at sei um because i don't i don't work for sei i don't work for schwab they work for me as a custodian for my clients and uh, when I was interviewing the SEI guy, I was like, I just like pinched my nose. And I was like, wait, wait, hold on, stop, freeze there. Because he like read this to me in the presentation. I was like, are you telling me that like all my client's assets are going to be registered in the transfer agent in like their own name? And he's like, they'll be registered in the client's name. But he had no idea what like a transfer agent or a direct register was. So that's why I didn't want to like, give a bunch of hype online until I know for sure. He's like, I think we have a transfer team. I was like, okay, totally not what I'm talking about, but just what you told me right now, I'm going to have a lot of digging to do. But even on its own, that paragraph I just read you where they cannot legally commingle or lend any shares to clients is better than 99% of broker dealers in the United States that all do that. We learned about DTCC and Seed Co and all the street name stuff two years ago with GameStop and figuring all that out and the fact that they have none of it and have no banking charter is just perfect as music to my ears. Six days, one week. Do you have a question there? Get your hand up. Oh uh, yeah, I, I did um, real quick. I was just kind of um, looking up SCI. It looks like they're a public company. Um, and so um, Kevin, I know, you know, you've got a lot of digging to do, but I'm sure there's a lot of people on here that would be happy and probably will start doing some digging on their own, you know, so it doesn't uh, get laid all on you. But, um, you know, one thing I'm, I'm a big believer in um, testing things. And so um, and I'm also planning on um, seeing more stockholders uh, lists this year. And so um, if you happen to get an account set up, um, I don't know how long that'll take. I, I'm guessing you're going to, you know, do some DD, uh, maybe open an account. But um, if I give you um, the issuers that um, list that I'm going to see and you can actually get some of your clients or maybe there's people on here that be your client, um, get them on there. Then when I see the list, then I could confirm what I'm seeing 
um, which would give, you know, credibility or kind of debunk, you know, the fact that someone's on the list. So I just wanted to offer that up. Um, and, uh, you know, um, I can reach out to you um, privately or whatever, but I would I would like to help. And I, I, you know, rather than assume that we'll be on the list, I would love to uh, do a test and make sure that we're on the list and, and, and know how we're actually exactly. on there. Exactly. And Kevin, exactly. I don't want to tell anyone until we know for sure, but we'll have to do that backwards of the way you just explained it. I can't legally give out any clients' names, but if you can give me a list of the names that start with C or something, if I know someone that is a C, then I can confirm it right on there. Okay. Well, it sounds like we're expecting for it to be SEI's name or their trust's name on there, the same way that Mainstar was listed, right? So, Well, was Mainstar listed as just one with everyone's shares on it? No, it was um, Mainstar Trust Company, FBO, and then the individual's and name. Each individual. On each okay, line. perfect. Yeah, yeah. it probably look like that. If, that. if they do it the same exact way, it'd probably look like that. So, yeah, if you see 100 SEI ones on the next one, you will probably know who that is. I mean, if, if SEI, um, if they are cool. on the... If they are on the list um, and they weren't significant on GameStop's list, would that imply that almost none or none of the SEI clients have GameStop shares? Well, I don't know if SEI's clients had GameStop shares. I just started transferring over clients to SEI uh this morning, I think the first ones hit in there, and I still have about 100 accounts to move over to that custodian. So I don't, you can check the last list. Yeah, I mean, check and see if it, I didn't even think about that. Check to see if there is an SEI FBO and a client's name on there. I mean, SEI manages or accounts under management is 1.3 trillion. So there's got to be a GameStop share in there before I move my entire firm over. This is why I love this community because like six days is like just traveling the world, <laughs> going and checking like all these all these ledgers and, and stockholder lists. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Thanks for doing that, man. Yeah, a little quick question. Little sorry for interrupting. Six days. Uh, yeah, he's a heat lamp theory guy. He's the one who draft who wrote that, and uh, I met him in Grapevine. We we both looked at the stockholder list, and um, he's got over a hundred different shares direct registered. He's uh, got more energy than anyone I've ever met in my life. <laughs> yeah, they, I just should have came over for a barbecue. Uh, just for clarity, that's 100, <laughs> over a hundred issuers. You know, not not just a hundred shares. Oh yeah, yeah. I, we're, I'm, I'm probably over two hundred now, but uh, I'm going to keep going. How are they? How is financial trust listed um i know that it's not as big of a list as mainstar trust but i have some in ira financial that are drs i was just wondering if they're listed as bucket or if they had individual names there you know that's i wasn't quite sure i i only saw three ira financial trusts on the stockholder list but I assume they were listed like Mainstar, where it said Mainstar Trust FBO, and then the first and last name. Uh, people commented mm. when I had some when we had posts going that their statement says first and last name, and then IRA Financial Trust. So 
I can't, I don't know for sure. I, I think um, from the conversations I saw going on, um, so IRA Financial Trust, they were originally only offering the LLC option uh, to, with checkbook control and all of that good stuff. Um, but they have since started offering an FBO service where it's registered in IRA Financial Trust, FBO, the individual name. And that's the three accounts that were seen uh, registered to IRA Financial Trust. Outside of that, it was just the LLC name that was on the register. So there are countless more, but we weren't able to uh, tell which was which because it just says the LLC. It doesn't say if it's an, even if it's an IRA or just a regular LLC. Um, that was, I was very confused how you guys were having because my IRA uh, is not. I might. Be, I would be very surprised if my name was on there because it's under an LLC. So okay, because I did the mm-hmm. checkbook access, um, all that shebang, and set up an IP, IBKR account with it. So I just I was, was curious. So that's that's awesome to know. Thanks for that. That's the only thing I wanted to ask. Yeah, there was over one hundred ninety-seven thousand record holders. So. Going in, I had to know exactly what I was looking for. I, it was too big to, you know, just generalize like that. So with Mainstar, it was easy because you could sort it and then count how many Mainstars were in a row because it was Mainstar Trust, F, FBO, first and last name, 667 of those. RA Financial Trust only saw three, but if they were worded a different way, it would have been impossible to you know, unless we knew that going in, it would be impossible to do at that time. Cool. Yeah. yeah no, thanks. Thanks so much for that. I appreciate it. Yeah. And it's great because now we know, now we know how it's recorded. Um, and as, as well with Mainstar, there's technically, uh, 668 accounts because I know one guy who set up an LLC with Mainstar. So it would have just said the LLC name for him. And he's actually still direct registered with Mainstar because it's through their LLC uh, and Mainstar can't mess with it. So it goes to show how powerful and protective the LLC can be. Um, there's still more like we need to learn about all of that because obviously the LLC, it's a complicated financial tool. Uh, it's typically used for real estate uh, from what I understand. Again, this is me talking as someone who doesn't even live in the US or deal with anything to do with the IRA or the IRS. So take everything I say with a pinch of salt. But um, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of potential. Uh, yeah, the and, thing that's cool about it, just to cut in, since mm. I, do, I did set one up um, with checkbook access and, and stuff, um, the best part about how that is going to be, and I'm actually okay, bank could probably talk about this too, but um, it, it, it's that you can even um, invest in like commodities, stocks, anything that you want, um, real estate. Mm. Uh, I think it, crypto as well. You can do crypto too, yeah. So like when uh, I was going through this process, the uh, uh, the trend at the time was like Fidelity was getting their crypto um, kind of like feet wet. All, all these brokers were kind of getting their, their crypto feet wet with um, with this. And IRA Financial was also offering like a crypto version of it. But all of it's bullshit because you don't control your, um, you don't you can't really control the purchases. And it, it was even through Gemini, which, you know, who, who's even using the sex right now. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that um, if, uh, for instance, I were to go to a, 
I'd have to go to a sex brokerage, I think, in order to say, hey, look, I have a, um, I have this type of, of, of situation and can you set me up a, you have to go to like their, their business accounts, um, in that division in order to set one up. But yeah. Cool. Hey, Kevin, we did have some, um, people ask some questions on Discord and Lemmy. If I could pose a couple to you, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Okay. One of, uh, PRS Mike asks, what are the key and brief talking points that you use when you introduce GameStop as a potential investment to his clients? Hmm. Most of my GameStop holding clients were there in 2020. So it's definitely changed a lot since then. Um, If I were to onboard a new client, right now and tell them why they should buy it i'd probably just send that article that i did on benzinga of like the 13 points of why gamestop's just crushing it and then i just tell them like it's the most famous company probably in the world for almost breaking the stock market like even if there's still a chance of that happening, wouldn't you want a small position in it? Okay. I like that answer. And uh, Beyond Mythos asks, uh, what are your thoughts about pure DRS versus direct stock? Um, well, I think all the facts have been laid out on lending um, from the from the plans versus the book, but I'd say both are better than nothing. Um, I know when you looked up or saw my name on the ledger, I had X amount booked and X amount planned. And that's just because I can't remember to buy shares every two weeks on my own. So every quarter or so I'll book all my shares and then start up my bi-weekly automatic buys from GameStop again just so I don't forget to buy one of them um, I mean I think book works better has been proven to work better than the plan shares on not being able to be lent out and uh, the portion of them going to the DTCC and everything like that but I think both are good Like someone's buying every two weeks on there and they have none booked that's still better than probably 90 percent of holders out there holding street names and brokerage accounts cool um last resort friend asks have you had to deal with any zombie stocks you know marked for sophisticated investors only you know for your clients and if so how did you deal with those situations um no, I haven't. I tried putting in an order for like 10 million shares of Sears one time. And then Schwab's trading desk called me and they're like, Kevin, where are we going to find 10 million shares of Sears? And I was like, that's not my problem. You're <laughs> trading desk. Um, and they were unable to locate 
shares and then i swear that same day it went up like another 50 percent oh yeah fantastic so i don't even have access to those shares that they delinked after everything on the GameStop saga and all those uh over the counter stocks they just started banning from trading um there's like not even a market for them anymore yeah if that makes sense they, they couldn't find any shares for me cool i know somebody who did <laughs> Chad Mojo, uh, Mountain Joe has a question. I don't know how to let him. Speak. Oh yeah, yeah. What's up, Mountain Joe? Um, yeah, you're talking. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for giving me a chance to speak here. I just had a question uh, with the with the BLIAQ shares. I tried to direct register them, and uh, you know, I went through the process, and then I was halted and they said that they don't know who the transfer agent is so if anyone can answer that question it'd be great i got another one after this too if you don't mind so i would want to chime in quick i don't know off the top of my head the transfer agent for that stock but it's not uncommon crazily for brokers to claim not to have this basic information Uh, and that's exactly the point of the ydrs database that we're building is to have an online resource that will have the answers to every question your broker would ever ask you when you request a DRS transfer. As far as that specific company, I'm not sure right now, but um, maybe we can check to see if we already have that data for you. Okay, because I I pushed the issue a bit with them, and and they even sent me uh, an email they received from the DTCC uh, stating that if I could provide the the transfer agent to them, they'd be more than willing to to do it. But it, it just seemed odd to me that it, that that would come out that way. Mm. Hey Chad, will you throw Bill Pulte a request right now for speaking? Can Can I just check quickly come again? On. What was the ticker of that stock? B L IAQ. It's it's blockbuster, but it comes out B B liquidating trust. Oh yeah. There, there's A and B for those. That's correct. Yeah. I think I, I have I have a bit of both, but that was a long time ago that I bought them. It was right around the time where they started tweeting about you know, like, you know, basically when 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 Ryan kind of tweeted at them and then he said that my my, I hear your death is greatly exaggerated, and I was just like, I popped on and and was like, yeah, Ryan's probably up to something, so uh, bought bought a bunch. But I haven't, <laughs> I actually haven't tried direct registering uh, those ones um, just because I don't have the nads that six days one week has. <laughs> I'll just um, say we don't have them in our database, unfortunately. But I'm go- I'm looking them up now, so if I find them, I'll let you know. <laughs> just hey, just send a great. just send yeah just send a DM to to Chives he's he's the uh, master of databasing um yeah he'll have all that just just get in his DMs and and I'll remind him to check Twitter every once in a while he's not really a Twitter guy but I'm I'm forcing these guys to get more involved with the Twitter spaces and stuff so well, I can um, tell you I'll be on Twitter on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern yep every Wednesday yep right on I will be too now thanks a lot for everything. Thanks for the questions, man. That was that was good. See, I told you they'd be here. I see. Uh, 
Bill Polte joined, and Kevin had suggested giving him a, a speaker ability. I, I think I sent him a, an invite to speak. Yeah, it, I sent him an invite. If, if he wants to, he can. If he doesn't, no big deal. You know, we're just we're just teaching the masses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Soul Any more questions on the stock. DRS? Uh, Questionnaires from the listeners or Discord or anything like that? Those were all the ones that we got ahead of this call, but maybe there are some from our listeners here now. Maybe. Everyone's shy. Yeah, and, and even if we don't have questions now, one thing I'd love is to try to make sure to get together again in a couple of weeks or whenever it is, Kevin, that you've got more information about SEI because I am just yeah. on the edge of my seat about I know, this. Me too. Yeah, and the day that I confirmed and signed the contract with SEI was like, I swear, four hours later, everything blew up on Twitter about Mainstar halting and reversing DRS shares. And I was like, Oh my wow. God! I'm actually a little concerned at how we're going to get this information out there to the masses. Um, do you do you st- are you still on on like the large GME sub, Kevin, or have you been banned? Uh, I'm st- no, I'm, I wasn't perma banned. I've been banned like ten times. I pretty much just stopped after my AMA, okay. and yeah. everything I post now gets flagged. For like, if I post my own original content, so they say someone else already did, and they right. ban mine and stuff. So um, <laughs> I'm still a member of it, but if I okay. posted that I can DRS people's shares, then they'd probably ban it for not having anything to do with GameStop. Yeah. Well, if you do stop by our uh, our uh, public Discord uh, for DRS, there's a lot of a lot of people in there, uh, a lot of curious people, I'm sure, that would love to get that information out. And and uh, we also do have uh, the, a Lemmy account as well, too, which which is getting users every day. I actually somebody somebody put that in the the nest. I'll pop it up on on top if they want to put the link in 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 there as well, too, so people can go and check out the Lemmy account. It's yeah. Just to chime in on that, more than just an account, it's. An instance, meaning that it's something that we're running ourselves. And if you're not familiar, Kevin or any other listeners, Lemmy is basically a Reddit alike, but it's open source and self-hosted and has completely transparent moderation. And uh, all uh, admin actions are public and can be audited by anyone at any time. Long story short, uh, Kevin, if you want to stop by and make a community, which is what they call a subreddit, you can post your information there and know that Nobody is going to take it down or flag it or anything like that. It, it will not happen. Cool. Sounds amazing. One thing um, we talked about when we started these Twitter spaces is that we were going to keep things on time and uh, maybe keeping with that spirit. There was one last topic we wanted to go over and um, for about 10 minutes, and maybe this will create more questions and maybe Kevin – like to chime in on some of the things in my mind this is huge the new sec bulletin and finra language which should be pinned on any major gme subreddit because it confirms what the community has been saying for almost a year now that plan is not drs 
And I know Chives and Bibic are ready to, to talk a little bit more about that new language that came out July 12th from the SEC and the FINRA stating what I just said. So if you guys want to take over. Mm. Yeah, the one of the first things off the bat with that, which I found interesting, is that the SEC bulletin, uh, and, and you said the FINRA one, they were updated on the 12th of July. But if you go to the SEC bulletin page, it's not there. It's not linked uh, along with the other recent updates. So I don't know why that is. Maybe it's an honest mistake, but it uh-huh. seems like that. <laughs> so I think I can actually answer that one. It's not a new bulletin. Uh, the SEC bulletin was a update to a bulletin from over 20 years ago. And they revamped the page pretty substantially and added a ton of new language. It's twice as long as it used to be, but I think that's why it's not listed there. It uses the same URL from the original page from over 20 years ago. You think they'd still put it in the updates, but yeah. Well, that's if you want people to see it. (laughs) Wink, wink. Uh, (laughs) um, One thing I did like about the SEC bulletin, before it even gets into the um, different kinds of ways you can hold stock, they do actually clarify that book entry just means that it's not a physical certificate because this has been a big confusion for a lot of people in the community there's a whole, you know, the whole debate of book and plan. Um, when when you're talking about book versus plan, it's actually book holdings, whereas book entry is is just electronically recorded. So even shares with a broker a book entry. Uh, and it's just been a really confusing phrase, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I mean, it could have been made simpler because... Um, Book holdings is actually referred to as DRS holdings. Um, and this has been the case with the computer share FAQs. They, they've had it stated that way for a long time, but um, it was deemed bashing a uh, plan at the time. So they were like, no, you can't call it DRS holdings. That's that's um, shaming plan holders. It's like, oh, I don't know. That's what computer share calls it. Or, you know, what Paul Conn, the president uh, of, of uh, global markets or whatever it is I can't remember a specific title but he calls it pure DRS book holdings uh, um, but yeah anyway um, it's funny as well that they've introduced uh, registration to the term street name like I before this update I've never seen registration used in the same sentence as street name <laughs> it, it feels like they might be trying to lend it a bit of uh, credibility uh, in in light of trying to flash out direct registration, um, but who knows? Maybe it was the terminology all along, and we've been given like a colloquialism. Um, but again, it's just how opaque the language is, unfortunately, with all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, those. Oh my god, I have so many notes on it. Um, but we can get to the juicy stuff, which is what I mentioned that computer share have been saying this whole time in their FAQs at the SEC and FINRA, both stating that if you buy shares through your transfer agent, this is typically done through the issuer specific plan. And if you are buying those shares, intending to directly register them in your name, then you need to transfer them from plan holdings into 
book, aka DRS Holdings. It's, uh, so regardless of buying in a broker or buying through the transfer agent, there's that little extra step to take, which is DRSing your shares. Um, it's, it's got an interesting phraseology to it because, um, so they, they kind of imply that the, the use of a broker dealer, uh, to execute orders through plan uh through any company's plan uh means that they're not so it's it's complicated <laughs> uh legalese um so yeah they state that broker dealers execute the orders thus you would need to then move your shares into the DRS so i don't know if they're implying with this sentence that the shares are then held with a broker dealer or just a broker like we know ComputerShare has a semi-DTC participant broker. It's not a full, fully-fledged DTC participant. Maybe this is what it's used for. But again, this is stuff we're seeking clarity on because uh, it's not clear in the plan brochures. It's not clear in the FAQs. It's not clear through the SEC's descriptions of things. Um what I think that we can kind of draw from what Vivek was just uh, pointing at, how, you know, there's this additional extra step required to move into the uh, pure DRS or DRS holdings. Uh, when you're buying a share or when you put in an order to buy a share with your broker, when you put in an order to buy a share through an issuer plan, through their transfer agent, either way, that share is going to be bought, you know, in theory on the market. And that involves a you know, a DTC member that is going to be making sure that that trade happens and is completed. And that's why the second step moving into the, into your own name and becoming the sole title holder is the same in both cases. Cause in some ways, the first step is the same for both those cases. It's really just a matter of the interface and, uh, and which steps you're going through to get that market purchase happening. Uh, just I, at least for me, when I think of it that way, it clicks into place and uh, makes sense of the distinction that we're trying to draw between, uh, you know, book book designated holding, plan designated holding, and uh, and hopefully now with the SEC and Finra bulletins seemingly confirming that same perspective, uh, a lot of this, you know, the fervor over this discussion can can hopefully start to be settled. Absolutely. And like with all this talk of like plan versus DRS, it's there's, you know, there's no perfect way to buy your shares if you're going through the market. There just isn't. If if you're going through a broker dealer and going through the market, you know, your your purchases are going to be front run by people who have access to higher frequency data and more data and dark pools and internalization, all that good stuff. Um so regardless, like if, I mean, even judging by the SEC's, uh, wording, even when you're buying from a shelf of reserves that the company has, which is what we've kind of semi, we're, we're referring to it as a true direct stock purchase plan because you're buying it directly from the issuer. You're not buying it from the market, but it sounds like according to the SEC bulletin, a broker dealer is still necessary in this purchase process. So even then, you would still have to, uh, if you want to hold in DRS, 
transfer it into DRS. Um, so yeah, there is no perfect way to buy the shares. It always goes through a broker, whether you're using a transfer agent or any old, you know, commission free broker that, that you've signed up for. Um, the important thing is if you want to be directly registered is that you DRS those shares and you move them into DRS holdings. Um, like I still use the plan. Uh, like I can see the appeal of the recurring purchases, even if they are front run quite heavily by hedge funds, because the timing is very specific and uh, very easy to time because we have people in the community without all these data feeds and they've been able to pinpoint when these transactions happen. Um, it's uh, it's wild, but yeah. Uh, like I, I do one-off purchases. That's just what works for me. If I want to buy through a broker and DRS, it still costs me $5. So I might as well throw it at computer share. They can have my $5. Like I prefer them to uh, interact with brokers and pettifully any day. Chives, you mentioned that this is the bulletin and the FINRA language um, were 20 years old, but they're updated substantially. Was the whole, if you buy through the plan program, the, then you need to DRS? Is, was that new? Is that new information? That sentence said so plainly is new. Um, the sections, so the structure of the uh, archive. Thankfully, we have access to an archive of the uh, 20 years ago SEC document. I don't know if there's a similar earlier document for for FINRA. I wasn't able to find one when I went on way back and looked around. Uh, but as far as the SEC version, um, it's structured much the same way, but individually they go into much fewer of the, um, I guess, what do they call them on this uh, new bulletin here? Uh, they call them considerations. Um, on the older version, they say advantages and disadvantages and just list one or two as far as, and, and it's canted quite heavily towards sort of encouraging that street name re- uh, registration makes the most sense. You know, they say that your brokerage firm will keep you informed of developments or uh, your securities are already with your broker so you can easily place limit limit orders to sell them. Um, things like that. And as far as drug registration, they're more interested in saying that, you know, you're not able to buy or sell at specific market prices and there may be additional higher fees. Um, the language, you know, all the things they're saying are correct, but it paints a certain picture. And I think that the updated version from a few weeks ago is quite a bit more even handed and speaks more to the current environment. And then again, to specifically answer your question, that language about issuer plan and moving to DRS holdings is new. Okay. I posted the SEC investor bulletin. It it does have a date on the top, at least the website that I just linked. It says July 12th. And the FINRA link... Here, I will... uh, I don't know how to post in in this Twitter thing, but I will post a link to the archived version that is uh, dated at the top March 4th, 2003. Okay. Cool. I, I, I posted that on Discord to you guys. I don't know how to Twitter it, so I'll learn probably. We'll get it there step by step. Okay, I, mean, I don't know if you've talked publicly about about this, but what 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 kind of 
What kind of convinced you specifically to DRS for yourself and your clients? Was it was it sort of riding the wave with mm-hmm. with what everybody else was doing, or or was this something that that you had you had some knowledge on and you and you wanted it you wanted it to be safer and have more control or or whatever? I haven't been able to DRS for my clients yet because of the selling away law. Oh, because of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I've been working on for two years. As far as my own shares go, I, before anyone knew what DRS was, I was wondering in my head for like all of 2021, like what if everyone just gets certificates from computer share for their GameStop shares. And there's literally just physical ones out there that are like lottery tickets worth billions of dollars. And then DRS came about and I was like, oh, electronics sounds way easier. I like that instead of actual physical certificates. And so I just, I mean, it's a no brainer. It takes them out of the lending pool and puts it into someone's name instead of street name. I mean, piece of, piece of cake deciding to go that route. Now I'm just trying to help everyone else do it as well. Yeah, I feel like it's a no-brainer for anyone who's investing long-term, trying to take the traditional route of supply and demand and trying to like actually invest in a, a company they believe and see that value of that company rise. Uh, like through the very basic principles of supply and demand, but unfortunately in, in the environment of extreme liquidity that the, the market makers want to keep going, uh, everything's pretty diluted. Yeah, it's an absolute joke. The whole market's fake. <laughs> yeah. So, Kevin, I'm just kind of – I'm curious about part of your answer. I mean, you mentioned that you said um, – you know, you were thinking about certificate share, certificates and paper shares, and what if everyone went that route? Now, of course, GameStop, at that time while you were thinking that, maybe they were still offering paper certificates, but they don't any longer. And, in fact, most issuers don't offer paper certs anymore, and the DTC has not required issuers that are currently trading uh, through their system to offer paper shares for over a decade. Um, so were you familiar with paper certificates but not familiar with the book entry DRS alternative is, am I understanding that right? You can still get paper certificates through computer share. Can you not? I know that GameStop and not, other depending on the issuer them themselves, like companies used to sell like their shares. Like you could walk in or call in to PG&E or AT&T and buy some shares from them, which would be awesome. GameStop should sell their own shares for a ton of money, but then it was passed on to the transfer agents. And I mean, someone definitely correct me if I'm wrong, but can you still not get a physical certificate from computer share? You, you cannot if the issuer does not allow for it. And that's my understanding. And uh, most issuers don't. Learned something new today. I could have sworn in the last six months when I was on computer share, there was like a side button. Maybe I just didn't click on it. It said request to share or, request certificate and if i would have clicked on it it would have said not allowed or something i was just assuming but perhaps that was for one of a different company that you're invested with uh i'm not sure i only have a purple circle on computer share (laughs) (laughs) very nice very nice log in and see if i can find it again 
Um, was there so all the talk on the LLCs? Um, was that just a loophole for IRAs, or were people wondering how to have an LLC with their computer shares in it in case of like mine are all in an LLC? So if some kid breaks his neck in my backyard, my social security number isn't tied to that payout or something like that. So they're all held in a limited liability company. Is what was the exact question or wondering about the LLCs? So I think most people are looking for it as a way to become their own custodian in context of IRAs, but you're absolutely right. There are other protective benefits towards having that additional step of separation between you and your assets. Yeah. And it can be super easy to hold on type in my code for computer share. Um, yeah, the liability. When I learned about the liability protection, it seemed like such a fantastic no, no bonus. Yeah, just find out. Yeah, like, they switch it every year, but find out whatever state has the uh, like the lowest cost LLC to do annually. And you know, even if it's like God, when I started my firm in California, it's like eight hundred dollars a year. But there's got to be cheaper ones. But if you find something for hundred, two hundred bucks a year, the gives you your own tax ID number that's not your social and you can put anything you want into that thing then like I said like anyone gets hurt you get sued for anything divorce um, actually I don't know about that one you have to ask a legal lawyer I'm not <laughs> a legal in law but I do know that if it was set up before marriage it, it wouldn't be um but yeah, it, it, one other benefit I guess I'll shout out of using the LLC is that that's the name that would appear on a stockholder list. If you're especially privacy conscious, that might be something that, that interests individuals as well. Absolutely. Hey, you know, they haven't made stock certificates for GameStop for like years and years and years. The stock certificates that they had on hand, the, the physical certificates, uh, were just a batch. The signatures on those batches are old as fuck and they ran out in I'm going to say September of 21 and I have one of the last physical stock certificates in my possession I made an NFT of it so like they don't make them anymore and then we requested to have them remade and they stopped like we pretty much got denied to have any more made so I mean yeah uh, yeah, they they ran out. Right I think now. something like June twenty one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whose whose signature is on it? Uh, I can put it in the nest right now. I think. Probably. Yeah. Really sweet. I I, uh, oh. I did it the other day. Active profile. But yeah, it's been um, something that the DTCC has been encouraging companies to do is to stop issuing paper certificates. I think. I can understand that there there is a, a potential to lose or have stolen the certificate. Um, so if mm-hmm. if you lose it, then how do you pr- prove that you own it? Isn't it's a that, tricky one. Isn't that like oh you, you mean like the the person that that gets the share? In the nest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. Oh yeah. Look at that. I mean, you're still going to be on the stockholder list, so it's kind of like a getting a. I think I think you have to prove your identity. Get it. Get a medallion stamped. Get it, get it reissued, mm. but 
know, th- there is a provision for that, but it's something that's getting phased out pretty openly by the DPC. Yeah, it's an absolute nightmare. I've had to do physical certificates that clients bring in or inherited from their grandparents and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, we'll have your money deposited into your account in like six to eight weeks. It's just unreal. It's so hard right. to do. That was when I yes. used to hate, hate computer share with a fiery passion. Like 2015 <laughs> very... to 20, I was like, this is, has to be the worst, oldest company on planet Earth. Like, do they still just <laughs> use fax machines or what? And then all the stuff with GameStop, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It corrupted. It's so can, archaic. I, can I buy that certificate off you, corrupted? It's only worth like 20 bucks anyway, so. Be two hundred million in two years. I'll give, you, I'll give you twenty. I'll give you twenty five. <laughs> you make five bucks for the shipping. I mean, interestingly enough, actually, so um, a lot of brokers that charge a ridiculous amount to DRS uh, your shares. It's actually a holdover from issuing certificates. So a lot of people, I think, use E-Trade. They were demanding a five hundred dollar deposit. Because if they had to issue such shares, it would eat into that deposit. Um, other companies charged a hundred dollars uh, or so to, to DRS transfer. But yeah, it's it's just these um, holdovers from more archaic processes. Uh, and I think it would be a similar fee if you needed to get that share reissued, if if or that certificate reissued if you lost it. Um, so it's it's. Kind of, I see a lot of benefits in going digital for sure. Much like Kevin, like we don't want to be using fax machines in 2023. It's that's the thing of the past. Um, and and GameStop, their their direct stock plan is now digital only. So they're very much like you can only get digital statements and you can only buy digitally. It's uh, I think it saves them money as well as you. Um, so lots of benefits to it. I can see why it's gone that way. But at the same time, I'm sure the DTCC want it that way for a reason, for their own personal reasons, <laughs> which may not be in our best interests, but uh, it's, it's the way it goes with technology, isn't it? Um, that's why yeah, we DRS. <laughs> yeah, that's why we DRS. Yeah. Now, uh, I just got something from from uh, Suzanne Trimbath here. He said, uh, if a company needed to raise some equity, DSPP could be an option. Um, and then she she coughs uh, hashtag popcorn. Um, and and she posted a little uh, excerpt here. Uh, as much as DSPPs can benefit investors, they also can be worthwhile to the company that offers them. DSPPs may bring in new investors who otherwise might not have been able to invest in the company. Uh, moreover, the DSPP can provide a company with the ability to raise additional funds at a reduced cost. I'm going to throw that out there and then ask just to see. But That's when companies used to be able to sell their shares directly to the public. Com- companies like still... AT&T and stuff like that. DSPP yeah. doesn't have to be just for employees. It can literally yep. be like, like Loopring sells Loopring on their website instead of going through one of the exchanges and stuff like that. It used to just yeah. be like that. That's exactly yeah. right. And uh, the companies still are doing that. I, I always think of Home Depot first. It still has a, an actual DSPP plan, uh, or DSPP, the last year's plan. What's funny is that 
computer share labels direct stock as a DSPP service, even though it's not quite the same. Uh, and AMC is actually already a direct stock participant through computer share. So either Trimbath recognizes the difference between those two types of plan or just doesn't know that AMC already, already offers it according to their brochure. Yeah. Uh, so the difference between the direct stock plan and a, and Home Depot's Depot Direct plan uh, is that um, with AMC and GameStop, the, their plans, you buy from the market. You don't buy from the company. It's not coming from a shelf of reserves that the, the company has. Whereas Depot, Depot Direct, um, they have a, a, I think it even states how many shares they have in reserve in their plan brochure. And that's available for anyone to buy directly from them. From the company. Yeah, exactly. And that's uh, and I where think I think that's a lot what of the... Trimbath is talking about when yeah. she's saying buy yeah, direct she did, from she the company. Yeah, did kind of mention yeah popcorn. Um, I don't know if the, if they have any, if AMC has any, but but I, and I think that's where a lot of the confusion was uh, back in the day when when it was when it was kind of the wording and all of that stuff and the and the frequent frequently asked questions section um, th- that was confusing for a lot of people that you know that that it's it's you know direct from the company but you know GameStop doesn't offer that you know because they they don't have those those extra shares that yeah. let's say home and depot just to does. clarify AMC has the exact same purchase plan as GameStop they both use the direct stock plan that computer share offers uh, so oh, okay. for AMC you're buying from the market even if you're using their plan so right. well I sent her a I sent her a link to this space to see if she wanted to come learn about DRS. <laughs> we'll, oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe like, she'll uh, join. The student trying to teach the master a little bit. But, yeah. uh... <laughs> well, I'm sure, I mean, that that's another thing. Like, do, do you think that that things have changed, you know, when she's first started, you know, talking about it and advocating for it? You know, she's, you know, she's she's been doing it for a long time. Um, longer than I've been investing, and uh, I'm I'm sure there, you know, I mean, facts, things have changed. It went from actual physical certificates to to just, you know, we have certificates, but we're going to just keep you in this ledger. Uh, we're just going to have you your name digitally added, and and the numbers are going to be punched in digitally. Um, to all of a sudden, now it's just just digital, um, and we can just put your name there add the numbers and we'll call it a day. You know, a lot has changed since, since she's first started getting into it. And, and I imagine it would be hard to keep, keep up with it, especially if you're not visiting every single company in the entire world, like six days, one week is. Yeah. And there's been several of us that have been asking for clarification from her about the new SEC bulletin and, and FINRA language which point blank says if you're buying through the plan, you, then you need to DRS if that's your intention. And she's not responding. And if you go back through her tweets over the, the years, you know, she, she makes the insinuation that plan is DRS. And we've been under, you know, a lot of us have had suspicions over the last year that that's not the case. And some of us have talked to her, you know, um, and she, I don't think she realizes that it has changed the way it has. I, I truly believe that. And I'm hoping 
it, she'll come out and clarify. Lawson, I, she's not wrong. Plan is a direct registered share with your name on them. Like, remember when you looked at mine on the ledger and it said how many book and plan I have because I like cycle them every three months? They are still directly registered shares in my name, but the lending and the DTCC's greedy little fingers on them is something that was found out that she might not know about. It's still DRS. Does that make yeah, sense? The, the, yeah, yeah. The, the wording, the wording the, is definitely yeah, the lending and stuff. Yeah, I see what it, you're it, saying. When, when you when you DRS your like, shares, no, yeah, when you yeah when you DRS your shares, your name is there. Your your name is there. It's on the list. Everyone, you know, Game GameStop can see it. Um, but it's it's but, it's it's basically pulling them out. Um, you know, taking them out of the plan where there's operational efficiency with well, those specific shares. DRS is a very specific system set up by the DTC where your shares are pulled out of the DTC. I understand where, you know, she could be technically right that you're direct registered on the, the ledger, but it's not the DRS process that the, you know, what we think of DRS, it, it's not true DRS there. The, the, it's basically the pure DRS, right? Pure yeah. DRS. Yeah. Because when you do, when you do switch from, from, Say a plan, whether you have a fractional or you're you're register you're in the the DSPP. When when you do cancel that and pull out, it literally says DTC withdrawal exactly. on your form, and that that is what people don't aren't aren't the basically the people that that are s- sticking to their guns saying that it is the same, but it but it's not. I want that DTC withdrawal on every single piece of of. Uh, piece of paper that I have uh, when it comes with my direct registered shares on any company. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think um, it's a funny distinction as well, because like you're saying, you're directly registered on the ledger with plan shares. Um, I, I mean, when you're reading up on it, they, most of the time it doesn't actually say directly registered. It just says registered. So you are a registered shareholder or a record holder because your name is on the ledger technically um, because as computer shares clarified a few times, uh, when your shares are in the plan pool, um, they're being managed and maintained by computer shares. So it's got computer shares name. Well, it's got the Dingo and Co name on it because they're the nominee. Nominee meaning name on the asset, same as seed uh, or CD, however you want to say it. Um, so let me take two steps back. Where was I going? (laughs) Um, yeah. So your name is in a subclass, uh, when you're in the plan pool, um, you, you can't have sole legal title ownership of, you can't be the sole title holder of that share when you're letting another entity be the manager and maintainer of that asset. Um, yeah, and and when people use it as as a as a verb, I guess um, you, mm. you DRS your your shares. Well, it's it's basically a direct registered system. You're in your you're in the system now. That's what DRS is. Your name, your shares are now in the system, but how they're used in that system is is key, and and that that's the stuff that needs to be driven home. Yeah, 
Yeah, and if you look at the terms and conditions of the direct stock plan, it even says if you're if you've got those plan shares that your DRS shares are then pulled into the plan. So it's not just the, you know, if I have 20,000 DRS shares and 100 direct stock shares, it's not just 100 direct stock shares that are at risk of going in and out of the DTC. It's the 20,100 shares at risk of being, you know, pulled in and out. Yeah, and remember uh, back in the day when it was in it when it was like the 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 maximum amount that you could put a sell limit in was like one hundred and forty seven thousand or something like that and and I think by just having a sell limit you're put back into the plan is that that's correct yeah yeah that that's also yeah. correct yeah because you know when when it was when it when the limit was that high. I I can imagine a bunch of crazy crazy apes, you know, setting one share at 147,000 just to see it just to see if it hits. Then all of a sudden all those people get put into the into the plan where, you know, operational efficiency 10 to 10 to 20% typically 10 to 20% could be could be essentially used to to kill my stock, you know. Yeah. I mean Putting in a limit sell order is the epitome of needing operational efficiency. Yeah, right? Exactly. That's someone going, I want to sell these sales. They have to post it up for oh. sale at this amount on the public markets. And so you have exactly. to, yeah, you have to pull your shares out or they have to be ready of... to sell. Exactly. You, you, yeah. yeah. There's, you, there's <laughs> nothing nefarious about that looking at it completely exactly. logically. They, they have to move the share to be in a place where it's ready to sell, yeah. which, which involves this, you know, the broker partner, whether or not that's a broker subsidiary or not. And so I think a lot of this, um, for me, at least, I think we're pushing at the border, like collectively as a investing community at what has been discussed and talked about and understood by uh, otherwise layperson retail investors. And that's why a lot of this language is so, is so tough and seemingly esoteric. Like sure, DRS, that really just means the DTC's system moving shares to and from, um, you know, their, their broker partners, the DTC members and individuals. But as soon as we start saying, you know, uh, this share is DRS, that share is not or, or using it as a noun or it, it starts to get tricky. And hard to define. So I think you, like Bibic had said, you know, if you want to be the sole legal title holder, uh, that means something very specific. And the only reason to have that happen, the only way to have that is to be a pure DRS. And that's Paul Kahn's term that I'm stealing. But essentially that means, you know, to not be enrolled in any issuer plan or transfer agent provider plan and have all of your assets held only in your own name with no one else. That's how I like it for my shares. I don't like to share uh, my shares. Kevin, do you have any um, thoughts on that new uh, language that was added to the SEC bulletin and the FINRA language that they would specifically say about, you know, if you're buying through plan and your intentions are to DRS it, then you would have to instruct the transfer agent to DRS it. To me, it just, it seems really strange that they would add this now 
in black and white. They're saying that you have to ask the transfer agent to DRS? Yeah, this is this is exactly what it says. Purchases made through the issuer or its transfer agent of securities you intend to hold in direct registration are usually executed under the guidelines of the issuer's stock purchase plan. You'll need to instruct the transfer agent to move the securities to the DRS. Yeah, so that's when you have a direct stock purchase plan, you're an employee of GameStop. They have the ability to put into the retirement account and a certain amount of dollars towards the direct stock purchase plan per month. So that wording is saying if you want them to actually be at computer share, you have to get a hold of HR or computer share to have them directly registered in your name. Because uh, in those plans, it'll be like pooled together most likely, or it'll give you like a fidelity statement or whoever that company uses any company for their direct stock purchase plan holdings instead of the 401k. So most people, I just said fidelity because most people have like a fidelity 401k and then that company will also have their direct stock purchase plans or their ESOP plans through the same exact company just so they come on the same statements for clients or employees. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. I'm just, I was looking for some tinfoil. Like why, <laughs> why now I with the and logical? <laughs> Actually, it means that they're on it about GameStop, right? SEC sees <laughs> nothing but GameStop DRS shares. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, look, they they updated this page from twenty years ago, as I mentioned. Uh, they're doing that for a reason. It's because there's public interest. Mm. Yeah, it's because the first time people have ever wanted DRS or shares with a transfer agent in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a volume, I, huge volume too. Yeah, Mike, I can see what you're saying with the employee stock purchase programs. Um, but I feel like they, the SEC, cause you know, they have, they have to make it all as legally tight as possible. They would surely, they would specify that, that uh, employee stock purchase programs. But I feel like that they're going very broad with some of these terms and just saying, if you're buying through, you know, uh, directly from the issuer or um, through their through their well, they don't even say purchase or stock they just say through their plans so I feel like this could apply to like computer share has the direct stock plan or one word direct stock and then they also have the CIP which is the computer share investment plan um, which is <laughs> is bizarre it's one of those ones where it's it's the CIP DSP so it's the plans in there twice. Yeah, um, I, yeah it, it it just feels to me like they they're trying to encompass all these kind of um, potentials. Yeah, because I'm not completely sure. Um, mm. Am I glitching out for you guys right now? It did for a little bit. Um, you want a ladder? Don't quote me on this because I'm not 100% sure, but I would think that DSPP covers direct stock purchase plans and employee stock purchase, like all direct purchase plans, whereas ESOP would only be for employees. That's my guess right there on their wording is that DSPP covers both, whether it's an individual investor or an employee. 
because they are directly purchasing and an ESOP would only be for an employee. Um, like I said, not a hundred percent certain on that. I'd have to look into it, but that would be my guess is that it means both when it's worded that way. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think sure. that's probably our, our interpretation too, just using broad language, you know, squares and rectangles sort of thing, you know, uh, ESOP's a plan, but not all plans are ESOP, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, the nuance. Yeah. Well, um, we we basically we took a, an extra half an hour um, uh, with Kevin. So, I, if any, if, unless there's anybody else that that has any questions, uh, I, I I just want to I just want to thank Kevin for for joining us and and everybody um, uh, who showed up. Um, our, our next, uh, DRS team Twitter space will be Wednesday, August 9th, probably at around four o'clock again. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, if you guys want more information, you could, you could join the Lemmy, the Lemmy.whynotdrs.org or just visit ydrs.org. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah next, next Wednesday, we're going to have a Peruvian bull who will, uh, will join us uh, to discuss many, many things, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, thanks so much, Kevin, for your time. Yeah, thanks, Really uh, generous of you. This, is a, this was a really fun one for me. It wasn't, you know, an all speculation or a thing where I can't comment on most things because people are asking me for investment advice and everything on, like, the other spaces. So this was, uh, you know, a lot of public knowledge and facts and everything like that. I'm glad I got to teach some of you hopefully about the Roth IRA rules and the traditional Roth rollovers and all that. So I'm super jacked to hear what you, what you come up with and anything we can do oh, to, yeah. to help spread the word, man. Like we'll, we'll do it. I'm we're gonna not going to, not going to be paper yeah. pushers once this <laughs> happens. It's going to be absolutely nuts. If, if this all works out with SEI and I have DR has well, shares for clients. Well, I want to buy more GME shares, so I'll, uh, I'll come work for you. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, we love the facts. We love talking, uh, what we can find online, real sources only. And, and please, you know, keep us posted and, uh, we'd love to do this again you know, down the Absolutely, line. Absolutely. Yes. I'll let you know as soon as I hear anything from SEI, as far as the form of a statement or anything like that. Awesome. Thanks again, Kevin. Of course, guys. Everyone have a, have a great night. You too. Bye.